It's just after 6 o'clock in the big city. It's time for America's favorite Las Vegas sports show, Sports X Radio with Ken Thompson. <laughs> yeah, what up? Party's going on. Duh. Going to a party. Sports X Radio with Ken Thompson is brought to you by Hannah Shea Boyle and Rappaputi. Trial lawyers that get results. Steiner's Pub, a true Nevada style pub. Preventative Diagnostic Center. Rob Ritchie, Farmers Insurance. So get ready because Sports X Radio with Ken Thompson starts now. Now. Uh, KT on a fat Tuesday, baby. PSBR Law Studios in Las Vegas. No place I'd rather be. PSBR Law, the best in personal injury. Long time in SoCal, year number four here in the Vegas Valley. Over $4.5 billion in verdicts and settlements the last five years for their clients. Strength by your side, the relentless pursuit of justice. You know that 702. Jot it down just in case you need personal injury help in the future. 830-9353. 830-9353. Panache, Boyle, Rabaputi, PSBRLaw.com. KT on a Tuesday, and it's going to be a great show. Coming up at 625, my good pal Corey Allen, former wide receiver of them dogs. Them dogs that just don't lose. No, not Washington. Georgia, you kidding me? Two-time defending champions. Still unblemished. I don't know how they do it. But Corey Allen's going to focus in. We're going to talk a little Bama, a little Georgia, and the rest of the SEC. Nobody in the way of that SEC title game now with Alabama and Georgia. Getting back at it. Old Saban going to try and get the best of one of his former assistants that's gotten the best of him the last couple of times. Kirby Smart looking forward to talking to Corey Allen. That'll be at 625. Plenty of action going on the college hardwood. Tonight, some big games going with Duke, Michigan State. The Dukies trying to hold on. I'll get to all those scores in a little bit. The Cuse battling back from 24 down with a huge second half. May avoid the upset. My good pal TV at work, Thomas Viola, grad of Syracuse, sweating that one out in New York State. Don't think they'll cover the 7.5, but they may actually win that game. Get to all those scores. Bad day for uh, the Hoaxers' alma mater on the hardwood. They got pummeled early, matinee style. But uh, we'll get to all those games. And uh, we've got a lot of stuff to talk about. College football and, of course, UNLV. Big, big game at Air Force. We're going to try and get Troy Calhoun on the show, but his schedule is just massive. Talked to Troy Garnhart a little bit earlier. And so we will uh, we'll connect with Coach Calhoun. But we'll hope that the Rebels beat him, and then we won't need to talk to Coach Calhoun till next year because the Rebs will be on their way to playing for that Mountain West title. I don't know. I just feel it. I feel that they can get it done. I think they can win at Colorado Springs. I know. Glass half full guy. But I'm feeling good about it. So we'll see how it all shakes out this Saturday. Rev's playing great ball. Coach Odom, we got to keep him. Can't let anybody have him. No Power 5. Get get away from us, Power 5. Let us enjoy this season. I know there's a bunch of vacancies that are opening up with these Power 5 schools. But we want Coach Odom to stay here because we think we're building something special here in the Vegas Valley and at Allegiant Stadium. So it'll be kind of nice to have that package deal. Rebs on Saturday, sometimes Friday nights. Raiders on Sundays, sometimes Monday nights, sometimes Thursday nights. But it's going to be good. We're going to roll on a fat Tuesday. Let's start the show right now. Now, the starting five. Number one. All right, we were waiting. We were waiting to see what was going to happen, if anything was going to happen, over in England. And all South Yorkshire's English police, well, they let us know on Tuesday 
that there has been an arrest on suspicion of manslaughter in the death of former NHL player Adam Johnson. Remember, he played a little bit there with the Pittsburgh Penguins, but he was the one that lost his life after his throat was slit by a, a skate blade and real tragic situation. But it looked for all intents and purposes from the video that there could have been intent, and so an arrest was made. Matt Petgrave, 31, who plays for Sheffield, was arrested, and we're going to wait and just see how everything shakes out. But that is unbelievable to know that something like this can go down in this day and age. You're starting to see a lot of the NHL teams, AHL teams, and uh, different organizations and leagues now starting to look for protective neck gear and also trying to find maybe some other way to get blades that are going to be safer as far as on the skates to where they won't cut, I mean, loss of life in just a short period of time. That's how sharp those blades are. And you know they do that after uh, just about every game or practice. They sharpen those blades on those skates just, you know, so they can have the best skating ability possible in keeping those blades sharp. But in this instance, it comes back and... uh, the life of Adam Johnson was lost at just age 29 years old. So we'll follow this story, see how it all pans out. But an arrest was made over there in England. Number two. Rather sad story. See, I mean, sometimes I, I tell you, it doesn't matter how much money you have. You know, at the end of the day, I mean, sure, it's always nice to have money. If you use it in the right way, it's great to have that money. But it doesn't mean that you're guaranteed longevity as far as life. You just never know. Peter Seidler, Padres chairman and owner passing away at just the age of 63 and you realize as you get older how young that really is and uh you know got to give Seidler credit though he was somebody that was very instrumental in getting the Padres to move forward as far as not just be one of these teams of mediocrity he said you know what I don't mind paying a luxury tax I'm going to spend some money and I'm going to make this Padres team good now like the Mets my Mets of course with the highest payroll they struggled mightily had to end up shipping Scherzer and Verlander away Padres, similar situation, just really couldn't get out of their own way. Had a lot of great players, but, you know, high payroll, but just really struggled. They closed the season strong, but by that that time it was too late. Uh, but Peter Seidler, a two-time survivor of cancer, and again, cause of death was not disclosed, but, you know, sometimes when you see something like that that's been uh, prevalent in the life of somebody, there is a good chance that it may have come back, but we'll wait for the uh, final reports there. Uh, CEO Eric Rupner wrote, Padres organization mourns the passing of our beloved chairman and owner, Peter Seidler. Today, our love and prayers encircle Peter's family as they grieve the loss of an extraordinary husband, father, son, brother, uncle, and friend. Peter was kind and generous and was devoted to his wife, children, and extended family. He also consistently exhibited heartfelt compassion for others, especially those less fortunate. Very generous man, philanthropist, Peter Seidler. Padres owner and chairman did at the age of 63. Number three. All right, so we all saw the old ending of the old Buffalo Bills game last night, and it looked like the old Bills might have escaped because Denver, what happens? They get that go-ahead touchdown. They're up six. They can't handle the snap on the extra point. So subsequently, they only lead by six. So Josh Allen and company, they drive down. They get the touchdown. Bass makes the extra point. Looks like Buffalo going to survive, go to 6-4. and four. But give Russell Wilson credit. Broncos came down, and then they set up for the game-winning field goal. It's up. Ah, it's no good. Wide right. That sucks. Lutz misses again. Wait, what's this? A hanky on the field. What is that? 12 men on the field. 
You should have seen the faces of those Buffalo faithful. My good buddy Noah Parker, he'll just tell me, KT, don't worry about it. I never get too high with the old Buffalo Bills because I know somewhere, somehow, the gavel's going to fall and it's going to be a tough day, a tough beat. Something's going to happen. When in doubt, things will go wrong if you're a Buffalo Bills fan. And they did go wrong. They get the extra five yards. They get the extra shot. It's up and good. And all of a sudden, the Bills are sitting at 5-5. Five and five. Sure, they have the tiebreaker against the Raiders because they beat them head-to-head in week two of the regular season. But, man, have they fallen on hard times. And this is not the same Buffalo Bills team that was one play from the Super Bowl a couple years ago in a great playoff game against Kansas City. This is a team of mediocrity. They better change some things. Well, they did today. They fired offensive coordinator Ken Dorsey, and they named Joe Brady interim replacement. We'll see if they change up the offense. You really need to have Josh Allen run the ball some more. I know he plays with reckless abandon and he can be injured, but if he plays like a wuss, who cares? You're not going anywhere. Get the guy to run, mix it up, get back to old Bill's football. Number four. All right, Fairleigh Dickinson. KT, of course, from the Garden State. Fairleigh Dickinson with that monumental upset last year in the NCAA tournament. I mean, how huge was it? Taking out that one seed, Purdue, the overall number one seed, Fairleigh Dickinson. My goodness. If you knew the story of this little school in Jersey, yeah, they actually had to watch film room. (laughs) It's unbelievable. From an old shower locker room. I mean, set up is unbelievable. They have the old pictures. But because of that win against Purdue and all the money that came in from donors, they were able to get a brand new facility and they unveiled it today. It is huge. Barely Dickinson no longer watching game film in the shower. Number five. All right, number five, kind of going to just, uh, you know, encompass everything as far as NFL. The Raiders. We're busy, uh, oh, we'll kind of say running with the Joneses. You've got Jack Jones, who former cornerback at USC and Arizona State, who was let go by the Patriots. The Raiders pick him up and sign him. So we'll see if he's got anything left in the tank. This guy is, you know, really solid player. Back in high school, Long Beach Poly, went to USC, struggled, showed some prowess there on the field, but got in trouble off the field. Transfers to ASU. It's to the NFL. Really looked like a good, solid secondary player for the Patriots. But then injuries and lack of discipline. Next thing you know, he's gone. He's cut. But Antonio Pierce saying, you know what? Let's go back to old school Raider stuff. If they're bad guys, we're going to pick them up and give them a shot. That's the old Raider way. We'll see if it works out for Jack Jones. Meanwhile, former Raider Zay Jones... Right? Looked like a squeaky clean kid, right? Good guy in the community. Arrested. Misdemeanor battery over there. Jacksonville area with the mother of his child. And, uh, you know, she had some marks on her neck. He was arrested. Released on bail. So we'll see again how that one plays out as well. So a little running with the Joneses. Meanwhile, Denzel Perryman, former Raider, plays for the Texans now. Good solid Houston Texans team. But Perryman suspended three games for illegal hits. He's had a plethora of them this year. And I uh, got a nice little letter there from the uh, commissioner's office saying, you're going to miss three games. Now, I'm sure the appeal will come in, but we'll wait and see. But those are uh, some things that have gone down with Raiders and former Raiders. Meanwhile, Dallas Cowboys' Leighton Vanderesh, he is out for the season. And this is tough to take. 
Vanderesh, of course, was hurt in that game against the 49ers when Trent Williams actually pushed him in the back into the leg of Micah Parsons. And Vanderesh, who's had neck problems before, now out for the year, and his career is in jeopardy. So some bad news there for the Dallas Cowboys. And that is a look at our starting five. A lot of other things going on in the world of sports. Kind of cool. The F1 apologizes to Las Vegas for the Grand Prix disruption. And I tried to get to the Paris last night, and that was a lot of fun. I mean, uh, that took uh, several days. No, actually, thanks to the hoaxer, my producer, of course, who does a great job with the uh, Ubering after work and, and knows the back roads, like the back of his hand. So he was able to say, KT, this is the only way you're going to get in there. you got to go this way and that way. And it worked out, so it really didn't take me that long. I was bumper to bumper for about 15 minutes once I got on the boulevard, but was able to get into the Paris and meet up with some good friends. And uh, so thanks to Mr. Hoke, Hoekster on a Fat Tuesday. Good to see you, my man. Good to see you, too, and, and you're welcome. There you go. It's, I got it, your it, back, I, I know you do. It, it's, it pays to have friends that actually care. You know, Oh, I, I wouldn't go that far. Come on, let's oh, be real I, now. Because Actually, I do. Care, yeah. Do you? Well, sometimes. On occasion. Yeah. As long as I'm not talking bad about uh, old ND State. Yeah, what are you doing, man? And they got, I know, UC Davis thumped them. Yeah, it's UC a- Davis pretty good team. I almost played UC Davis. The Aggies were minus four and a half. Uh, it's all over. Duke taking out Michigan State. I mean, 28 seconds left, 74-63. So Dukey with a win and a cover, wire to wire. See wins team going down. But real quick, uh, Tom Viola, TV at work, my good pal, he, of course, a grad of Syracuse. And the Cuse, they were down 24 points at home to Colgate. Ew. But they battled back. And let me see. I know that I'm pretty sure they won the game. And uh, see if I can get down there and get that final of the Cuse. Where are you, Syracuse? You know, you can get stuck in toothpaste pretty bad. You've got to be careful. You know, that's what he was saying. 79-75, the final. They don't cover the 7.5, but they come back. <laughs> they 40, don't care. 49-29, <laughs> they outscored Colgate in the second half to win by four. So they were down 46-30 at intermission at home, but they were able to rally. Probably got some calls that went their way. I'm sure TV at work will attest to that. But the Cuse remains unblemished, 3-0, and all games at home. Take a break, come back. My good pal, Corey Allen. This guy, yep, the first touchdown in SEC playoff history, extra sudden death history, uh, when they went to, not play, I don't want to say playoff, but when they went to uh, overtime, first time back in, I want to think it was 1993, and Corey Allen caught that first TD in overtime, the sudden death that gave Georgia a victory, I believe, against Auburn. And they've got a big game coming up on Saturday. They go to Knoxville against Tennessee. Tennessee getting thumped pretty good at Mizzou. So we'll see if Georgia can indeed keep the streak going. They are outstanding. They are a lot better than I thought they were. Beck and company taking care of business. And Kirby Smart, what a head coach he is. He is absolutely ridiculous. And we will talk with Corey Allen all about it. When we come back, SportsX Radio 101.5 FM Dawn. We stream live on that Odyssey app. A-U-D-A-C-Y. Download it. It's a free app. I have so many family members and friends around the country that listen on the app. So it is great stuff there. If you miss any part of the show, the archives right there, use the rewind feature on the Odyssey app, or you can just follow at Ken Thompson 87 at SportsX Radio, and those archives will be pinned right there on X, formerly known as Twitter. That's about 845 Pacific time, so about 45 minutes after the broadcast. You can count on those archives usually being pinned to both of those handles. Mark Hoke Show. Sunday mornings, 8 a.m. to 10 a.m., the best in professional wrestling. Follow Mark at Mark Hoke Show, Hoke, H-O-K-E, live from Vegas, PSBR Law Studios.
Ken Thompson, Mark Hoke. You're listening to SportsX Radio. We'll be right back. But when she got too close to her expectation, Great song. That is uh, one of my favorite John Cougar songs. Uh, Mark Hoke's been in the hits on a Fat Tuesday. I haven't heard that in a long time. Uh, that is good stuff from the Hoekster. KT, keeping you updated on everything going on. I'll get to the scores in just a little bit. Corey Allen in just a sec. Uh, the college football rankings are out before I set the stage with Corey Allen, former Georgia wide receiver. And I can't even say former. I mean, once a dog, always a dog. 54 votes for Georgia, number one. Michigan gets seven first-place votes, number two. Ohio State drops from one to three. And then Florida State remains at number four. Washington's at five. Oregon's at six. Texas at seven, nine and one, ahead of Alabama, nine and one. Makes sense. Texas beat Alabama. Louisville sitting at number nine, at nine and one as well. And then Oregon State is busted into the top ten. Now, remember, Oregon State still has dates with both Washington and Oregon. Never know. Crazy stuff can happen, but uh, teams with two losses don't usually fare well, especially the way the schedules are laying out. Now, we do know there will be a loser in the Michigan-Ohio State game, and there will be a loser if Washington and Oregon go back at it in the Pac-12 title game. But we do know that Oregon State plays both those teams, including Washington this week in Corvallis. Next week, they play Oregon in Eugene. Meanwhile, them dogs, they got a big game in Knoxville, and then they'll close up against Georgia Tech, the Texters. So we'll uh, talk to Corey Allen about that real quick. Let me go to the scoreboard and just update you on, on a couple things here. Before we get rolling, going to be a lot of college football, NFL football. We'll keep things rolling. Bowling Green, 28-17. KT played the over in that game, over 52.5, and it dropped down to 51. Right now you have 45 points with 9.15 left in the third quarter. If that game doesn't go over, I mean, I should just fire my producer. I mean, that's it, it's just, I mean, and you know, bring somebody in that's more competent that can, you know, take care of business. But huh? uh, in fact, that's that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to say where that, that come if, from. I'm just going to say if this game doesn't go over, it's literally 24 minutes and 15 seconds. Need eight points. If it doesn't go over, the hoaxer's done. He's out. I hope Corey Allen bites you. <laughs> take a chomp out of him, Corey. <laughs> Meanwhile, Akron and Eastern Mish tied at 14 in Maction and all Northern Illinois. This is a Brad Powers big play. They're shutting out Western Michigan, 12.55 to go, fourth quarter, 21 nothing. Huskies in DeKalb, beating up on the Broncos. NBA basketball, two finals are in. Pistons lose at home to the Hawks, 126-120. And the Heat on the road beat Charlotte, 111-105. But they were laying six and a half most places, so they didn't cover over there at the Westgate Superbook. Uh, there are some other games that are rolling right now. I'll get to those scores. And on the hardwood, college hardwood, yes, Duke took out Michigan State 74-65. to The Dukies minus four. Get the win. Game stays under the 143.5. I'll get to a lot of college basketball. Another game coming up, my good pal Fran McCaffrey in action. And the Hawkeyes, 11.5, 12-point underdogs on the road against McDermott's boys, Creighton. That game in Omaha. Creighton's got a squad, man. The Blue Jays are loaded. So we'll see if Fran's young team can hang in there. He still has Patrick McCaffrey. He's got Perkins. 
And uh, he's got that kid Sanford. And Sanford's brother's on the team, too. But Peyton Sanford, that kid can shoot from the parking lot, man. He's got a shot. But we'll get into all that college hoops. Meanwhile, I do want to just give you the Golden Knights score because they were losing to Washington early. And it's still that same score. one nothing. Washington, 825 to go third period. I don't remember the last time the Golden Knights were shut out. In fact, they're coming off shutting out San Jose themselves, 5 nothing on Friday. And right now they trail at one nothing after going to the White House yesterday. Stanley Cup champions. See if they can't get things rolling. 8.25 to go in that third period. Get to the rest of the hockey a little bit later. But right now, welcome in number 80. He is Corey Allen, wide Corey receiver, Allen. Georgia Bulldogs. Corey, how are you, my man? Can you hear me? I'm good today. How are you doing today? I'm doing okay, my man. It's uh, It sounded like you were uh, in, in a cave there. Are you okay? Are you good? You know what, I'm having technical difficulties. I'm going to try to push through tonight. Uh, it's been that type of season for Georgia, just dealing with adversity and trying to come out on top. You know, we get, we can't help who the opponent is. We can't help who's on the schedule. All we can do is our best to perform. Kirby Smart said, next man up. So I'm going to give you my best shot tonight, Paul. There you go. That's that. That's all we can ask for. If if the listen, if it if it gets to where producer Mark thinks. It'll be better maybe to call you back. We'll we'll try and do that, see if we get a better connection. But right now, we'll go with it. Uh, this dog's team, Corey, I'm telling you, man, I, every time I think they're in for trouble, they somehow come out of it. Uh, the Missouri game, that was a heck of a game. And Missouri's played them tougher than anybody the last couple of years. Both those games were very physical. Both those games were down to the wire. And Georgia, of course, found a way to win both of those games. Drinkwood's doing a pretty nice job over there with the boys of Columbia uh, but the other teams that have, you know, thrown a shot at Georgia or, or at least on paper look like they could be some type of competition. Georgia has rang, has answered the bell, and they did a number on Ole Miss. That game was tied at 14, and then it was all dogs after that. Talk to me a little bit about the maturation of Carson Beck because this young man has stepped up, and he looks calm, cool, collective, uh, a really young, solid quarterback, and he hasn't had the full plethora of solid wide receivers and, of course, the best tight end in college football. So, you know, when you're uh, working without Brock Bowers, I know he came back in limited action last week, but i got to give Carson Beck a lot of credit. This kid is solid, and it probably helps to have an outstanding offensive line, but I think Beck – is uh, cerebral enough that he's doing a lot of this on his own and really has matured in a short period of time. Ken, Georgia's getting healthy at the right time. That offensive line that you just mentioned has done a great job throughout the season, especially in the passing game. But when you get a first round of like a Marius Mims back into the picture, it does nothing but help the fact that Carson Beck can continue to rely on the offensive line, opening up holes in the run game and being successful in the pass game. And that level of consistency has given him a great platform when you look at Carson Beck to spread the ball out, make sure he takes advantage of the playmakers that he does have and not necessarily rely on taking so many chances. His, his maturity, his growth throughout this season has been special. It's been something that, as a Georgia fan, we can't do anything but appreciate. Mike Bobo, right alongside him as the offensive coordinator, taking over for Todd Munkin. And again, my former quarterback, so you know how I feel about him, Ken. Uh, I'm extremely impressed because that was a Mike Bobo versus Lane Kiffin conversation just last Saturday. So Carson Beck has grown into a great player, a player that if we continue as a Bulldog faithful, as Bulldog Nation, if they continue to pile up victories, he might find himself uh, with an invitation to New York. The offense in general, 
uh, is one thing that Georgia will be leaning on as we move forward. You can't really predict what you're going to get from Georgia when you look at over 300 yards rushing, over 300 yards passing against Ole Miss. Uh, you can't ask for more balance. So we're really excited uh, at the maturation of Carson Beck. He's understand uh, the offense. He understands how to get the playmakers that he has around in the ball. You know, you got Milton back. You got a guy in your backfield like Dejan Edwards running healthy. You've got so many receivers that you can pick on when you look at Ladd McConkey coming back. You look at Rara Thomas and his contribution after transferring through the portal and Dominic Levitt the same way coming from that Missouri program. Now, a quick aside, I will say, Missouri is a program that we have to respect here in the SEC. Whether we want to or not, Eli Drinkwitz, just as you mentioned, done a great job over there because he understands coaching. Uh, right now, that's really what separates Missouri. They just need a few more players. With the old Miss game, it was a lot more personal. It was senior night in action. It was a rainy day, but the crowd was there to appreciate the Bulldogs and their faithful. And I think Kirby Smart really took advantage of an opportunity to showcase all of the hardware because, again, it's always – we're always cruising, always be cruising. That's the Kirby Smart favorite. You know, we, we want to make sure you understand that this program aims to be the best. So we're excited about the offense when you look at the team in Athens. We're excited about the defense. We've got young players stepping up, especially in their front seven, a linebacker like a C.J. Allen. My safeties have done a great job holding down the fort in the secondary. Uh, I think the strength of this team is that balance that we bring to the table, and it all starts with Carson Beck really showing and proving that the end of the legacy doesn't stop with steps and Bennett. Yeah, there's no question. This team's a lot of fun to watch, and they've been doing it shorthanded on defense. You talked about C.J. Allen, but uh, Jamin Dumas-Johnson has missed several games. Uh, and and he's a leader on that defense. They need to have him if they're going to get that third straight uh, title, although it is always Kirby Smart's mentality, like a lot of good, solid head coaches, next man up, and George has answered the bell every single time at every single position. And, you know, I think that's where we look at a tight end that just has the ability of a Brock Bowers. To get through a couple games without him, that just showed – that this is truly a team, a team concept. They buy in. They pick each other up. It's a lot of fun to watch the uh, camaraderie and the guys play for one another. And you being part of that fraternity, how special is it down there in Athens on game day, Corey? It's real love, to be honest with you. I had a chance to go back and, and to mingle with the Bulldogs faithful. I had a chance to interact this past Saturday and we took on those Ole Miss Rebels. And I walked through the stadium. I walked through the the tailgates outside. I, I met uh, my number one fan uh, for the first time. Uh, that's a relationship that can't be denied. Brock Bowers has a love for Georgia football because realistically he did not have to come back. He came back early. He came back impressive. And what better form of leadership than to lead by example? What better way to prove that you're ready to go to the NFL by showing those guys that you are willing to come back as soon as you're ready and you want to play every snap, especially if they're looking at making an investment in you. So he's the kind of player uh, that we can always look back on in the future and, and point to as a catalyst in this run that we're currently in. Uh, but right now, we're going to continue to lean on him. Uh, he's a linchpin in our offense, whether we go directly to a guy like Brock Bowers or if we play off of him. We've got very good depth behind him in Oscar depth. And, and the young Lucky. I played with Lucky's dad and his uncles. Uh, that bloodline is true. So 
we've got a lot of faith in that tight end position. Georgia won't change who we are regardless of who touches the field. But when you look at Brock Bowers, coming back from that tight rope surgery in such a short amount of time, uh, having a heavy contribution in the offense just by the sheer number of snaps from the defense has to focus on him to even come back and play in the game. You know, the Georgia Bulldogs had to earn the right to even have Brock entertained coming back because he did not need to. He can take his wares to Sunday, uh, today or tomorrow, whenever he feels like it, but he chooses to continue to put on that red and black. That's something that speaks to the passion of the fan base. That speaks to the love that the players have between each other. It also speaks to the leadership that Kirby Smart uh, puts on and shows clearly uh, because he makes the expectation known. It's across the board, and it won't change uh, from your best player uh, to the last man on your roster. So it's a really motivational piece when, when, when a guy like Brock Bowers takes the field in the last home game of the season, not only to show that he can do it, but to show his players how to do it and to show the fans the appreciation that he has for their support. So it's a great piece that we continue to enjoy. We look for him to continue to get healthy, and I'll see what he has uh, as these games come in the future. Yeah, Kirby Smart, what a job he's doing. It's just amazing how they just continue to find ways to win. Meanwhile, Tennessee, you figure they had the uh, in-season buy, so to speak, against UConn where they bury the Huskies. Meanwhile, Mizzou, you know, in that tight contested game with Georgia. So then Tennessee goes to Mizzou. They're thinking, ah, we got Mizzou. They're going to be all beaten up by the Georgia game. And lo and behold, Missouri just blasts Tennessee, especially in the second half. Now Tennessee's got to try and pick themselves up, go home. They're in Knoxville. They showed potential last year. They were able to take out Alabama at home with that last-second field goal. And so they'd like to get that feeling again in Knoxville. It'll be easier said than done. We know Joe Milton III's got a cannon. Uh, They've got a solid run game uh, with Wright and Small, there's no doubt. And they've got some playmakers on defense. Aaron Beasley, one of the better linebackers in the country, Talk to me a little bit about going into that hornet's nest. Tennessee, they're trying to salvage their season by upending that Georgia Bulldog win streak. Can they get it done? Well, we'll wait and see. But this is uh, still where Georgia doesn't have a time to exhale despite getting the best of Florida, taking out Mizzou in a tough one, and then blowing out Ole Miss. They go on the road, and Corey, you know what it's like going on the road in the SEC, especially one of those big-time venues like Tennessee. This is all or nothing there for Josh Heupel and the Vols. They can really salvage their season if they're able to knock off the dogs. Talk to me. Break down this game. Georgia's season started with the Missouri and Mississippi game. With with that back-to-back, that put Georgia in a position to really see, are we ready for this run? Uh, right now, the Georgia Bulldogs are sharpening. Uh, they're just iron sharpening iron. They're, they're on track to play their best football. And, and uh, when you look at what Tennessee has, uh, I don't think Milton is hooker. Uh, I think Hypo does not believe Milton is hooker. They, their best opportunity is going to be to run the ball against Georgia because they want to try to control the time of possession. They want to limit Georgia in the number of snaps. And they also want to make sure that they put points up on the board. But in that in that game plan, in, in that effort, you're really feeding into the Bulldogs' hands. Because what we will do is stop the run. That's what Kirby has got a mandate going into any road venue, and especially when you play uh, a team that's going to be uh, looking to take their shot on the play-action pass. So we feel like, when we look at the Georgia faithful, we feel like 
the Dallas need to come in and just continue to be consistent. Tennessee is going to take their shots in the play-action game because Milton is not known uh, for spreading the ball around in a pass-happy offense uh, built like a, a running shooter or a spread uh, built to get a bunch of receivers the ball. He's really built to be explosive. He's built for big plays. He's built for the, the play-action pass, as I mentioned, and, and, and hitting Georgia in specific spots. If he does not have that success early, uh, he's going to struggle because that's when he'll start to force the ball into those tight windows, and that's when my defense can continue to show how special we really are uh, on the dog's side. So I think Tennessee's best opportunity is going to be to run the ball successfully. I just don't think they've got two players to do it. They've got great running backs. But that offensive line is going to uh, have to figure out can they withstand that pain for four quarters. I think the biggest thing on Georgia's side that we continue to pay close attention to as far as any worries that we have is the first drive that my defense has. Uh, we've shown that we'll give you the first drive and you probably, uh, you've got a high opportunity to score a touchdown. Beyond that first drive, the door is closed. Uh, the opportunities are limited. Uh, we make the best adjustments when you look at my coaching staff, Glenn Schumann, uh, Will Muschamp, uh, offense and defense, Mike Bobo, uh, Hartley. We, we've got the guys on the staff that understand adjustments, and I think that's what makes Georgia extremely dangerous. Tennessee will probably not see uh, the full clip of offense. Georgia might be reserved. Georgia might run the ball a lot more. Uh, because we understand in this game of attrition, in this war of attrition, Georgia's deeper, we have more players, and by the third quarter, that should be relatively clear, and it should show on the scoreboard. So uh, we're anxious to see how Tennessee comes out. I anticipate Tennessee playing it safe. I do anticipate a lot of chances early, because they want to give their fans a chance to stay in the game. If Tennessee takes shots early and, and they're not successful, uh, New Stadium is going to empty out well before halftime. Ah, there you go. I will say this. They best know where James Pierce Jr. is at all times. That guy is a beast, and that to me is the only way that Tennessee hangs in this game and gives themselves a chance to win is by getting after Beck and getting a sack or two and causing a turnover or two or three. That's what they're going to need. They're going to need turnovers, and they're going to have to get pressure. They've got 33 sacks as a team. Pierce Jr. has eight of them to lead the way, and I really think if they're going to uh, have a chance in front of the home faithful, they better win that battle as far as turnovers. If it's even or they lose that battle, good night, Irene. But that, to me, is really the only way that they're going to be able to hang with Georgia, and that's by creating some type of tip passes, some sacks, some blindside, something crazy to change things up, and also getting a break or two on special teams. Otherwise, it's going to be a long day for Tennessee, despite them being at home in Knoxville. You're right. You're right, Ted. I think that's really the formula. They're going to look for their opportunity, and Tennessee's going to have to take advantage of it because what we do know is Georgia doesn't give very many. So if Tennessee can get that early tip ball, they can cause that little bit of confusion and, and, and maybe get that pick six or scoop and score early and create some momentum. Uh, momentum is a, she's a very fickle girl. And uh, if you can get her on your side, you better ride that horse as long as you can uh, because at a certain point, the rubber meets the road. So I, I, I'm looking forward to the matchup, to be honest with you. Great analyzation, as always, from UGAWR80. Follow him on X that way, formerly known as Twitter. He is Corey Allen. 
Georgia wide receiver, and uh, just a, a class act, a gentleman, and uh, just just love having him on. Corey, appreciate you taking the time on a fat Tuesday, my man. God bless. Be well. Thanks a lot, Clint. I'm going to put that bedtime back at some point. I'll be able to make more of these. I appreciate it. Outstanding. Great stuff from Corey Allen. Take our final break. Hour number one. Come back. Get you caught up on all the scores. And going to get into a lot of these big college football games. Going to get you all the lines on the college games. There's seven games that we're going to highlight with Brad Powers on Thursday. And uh, I'm looking forward to some big-time football this Saturday. As you get down, now we're down to the final two weeks, and we'll go over those playoff rankings that just came out a little bit ago. Ken Thompson, SportsX Radio, PSBR Law Studios. Producer Mark Hoke is with them the rest of the way. 101.5 on the FM side. K-Dawn, streaming live on that Odyssey app. A-U-D-A-C-Y, live from Vegas, coming right back. Why don't you tell me someone is loving you? Because you're my girl. Springfield coming back. Don't talk to strangers. Jesse's girl. I mean, this guy's always got drama going on back in the day, man. But uh, well, Aussie's a tough place, man. What's it? Australia's a tough place. Yeah, he got to be careful. <laughs> no question. The hoaxer. <laughs> Good stuff, man. I'm telling you, Corey Allen. I didn't know if he was like on a sub or what, man. He sounded like he was in a submarine or something. So, uh, but it came out okay. Yeah, we survived. There you go. It's uh, and he he's so passionate and he's so well spoken, and you could just feel how happy he is to not have to look up at Saban any longer. Now it's Saban looking up at Georgia, going, "Gosh, dang it! I I just taught that assistant too well." I I think he's still breathing a sigh of relief after not losing to Missouri. That's yeah, what I think. I'll tell you that Mizzou team, Drinkwitz, really They're getting there a lot better than I I thought they were going to be. You know, Brady, th- Brady Cook, a couple mistakes, but still very solid. And uh, they're tough in the trenches. And that that's something that I didn't expect. I didn't know if Missouri was going to be able to make that transition, you know, when they and uh, Texas A&M both uh, went over to the SEC. And I was like, ah, well, I could see A&M grabbing the boys from Texas. But what about Mizzou? Are they going to be able to get the guys in the trenches that are going to be able to hang with uh, those SEC teams? And the last couple of years, they have shown that they can do just that. And then they uh, they pasted Tennessee this last weekend. So that's huge. When you come off losing a tight game like they did to Georgia, and they wanted to avenge last year's game where they thought they should have won in Columbia, and probably should have. Uh, but, you know, anytime you say they should have won, you know, it's hard to say that when the team's won 37 games in a row or whatever the hell Georgia's won, man. It's unbelievable. Uh, but I'm really proud of what Drinkwitz is doing over there in Columbia. And so we will see. I'm not counting Tennessee out of this one. Something tells me it's going to be to where people are looking, and with the blowout of Ole Miss, people are just like, ah, Tennessee, they're not. They just got blown out by Mizzou. They're not. They're not hanging. But there's a reason that line is only ten. I think. I think Georgia's going to crush them. Right. I got to be honest with you. I think no, they're going to crush you, them. You and everybody else. I guarantee Brad Powers will be on Georgia. And here's the thing: sometimes you just have to say, you know what? Not going to watch the games. I don't want to sweat them out. I'm just going to bet on the better teams week in. Give me Georgia, give me Ohio State, give me Michigan, and give me Florida State. Well, if you did that last week, you got three out of four. You didn't get the fourth one. KT was right on Miami. 
Miami hung in there. Looked like they were in a little bit of trouble when they got down 14. But they bounced right back. And they had opportunities. They were right there with Florida State. I mean, Florida State was a better team, and they had both their key receivers back. But you just knew a lot of these kids know each other from high school. And Miami, that was too many points. You talked about it, too. It was 14 and a half. It was just too many. And if you got that hook, because it did drop down to 14, and uh, if you got that 14 and a half, you never trailed by the spread. Yeah, I, I just think Florida – I mean – I would lean towards Florida State running the table at this point. I think Louisville is going to give them a run, but I'd still say they're the better team. But when they get in this top four, I I can't. I I hate to say it. I think it's going to be ugly. If they, you know, as long as they run the table, they they should be in. So, yeah, I'm. I don't know. There's just something about this team that's just just a little inconsistent for my taste. When you get to, you know, trying to be one of the top four teams in the country. Hoekster, no scoring in the uh, last eight minutes in that Bowling Green Toledo game. Uh oh. 55 seconds left in the third quarter, still 28-17. Not a lot of action there. Yeah, no, uh-huh. not, not good. Uh, but Brad Powers' play coming in nicely, Northern Illinois, 24 nothing, six minutes to go, shutting out Western Michigan. Western Michigan always has a solid offense, a uh, team that even when they lose, they usually score points. Akron surprising Eastern Michigan. They're three-point dogs. They're leading by three, 17-14, 2.43 left. In the fourth quarter, so we'll keep an eye on those games. NBA, a 111-105. Heat beat the Hornets on the road, again, winning by six. And there were sixes around town, but there were a bunch of six-and-a-halves, including at the Westgate Superbook. So if you had the Hornets over there at the Westgate, you got that by the half point. 221-and-a-half was your total game stays under. Pacers beat Boo. the Sixers in Philly. Wow. 132-126 in a game that goes over the 240-and-a-half. And the Sixers, six-and-a-half-point home favorites, get beat by Indiana. Hawks, as we said, beat the Pistons 126-120 in the Motor City. They were minus four-and-a-half. They win it by six, get the win to cover, and the game flies over the total. Thunder embarrassed the Spurs 123-87. to They were minus 10 at home, and they win it handily by 36 big ones. Nice effort by OKC. Pretty good squad this year. Game staying well under the 237 as the game barely goes over 200. Nets in Brooklyn. Take care of business against the Magic, 124-104, laying two and a half. Nice win, cover, and the game goes over the 217 and a half. Two games going right now, 117-85. Pelicans in the Bayou burying the Mavs, 11.45 to go. Fourth quarter action there in Nolens, and 64-52. The Jazz lead the Blazers, 314 to go. First half coming up a little bit later, Clippers and Nuggets from Denver. First place, Nuggets defending champions, minus four and a half in the Mile High City, 225 your total. T-Wolves and Warriors from San Francisco. It is Minnesota minus three. Curry is out of that game. So before you bet it, Minnesota favorite minus three for a reason. 215 and a half your total. And the Grizz and the Lakers. The Lake Show minus seven, 226 in La La Land. There's your total there. As far as on the ice, it is all over. Washington takes out the Golden Knights. Tough night for Vegas. Three nothing. The final Washington gets it done. So the curse of Sleepy Joe. Ah, what are you going to do? Vegas visited the White House and probably were sleepwalking after hanging around with Joe Biden. What are you going to do? 3 nothing. Washington wins it. Give you the other scores from the ice. Get you some college basketball scores on the other side. SportsX Radio, 101.5 FM Dawn. Streaming live on the Odyssey app. A-U-D-A-C-Y. Ken Thompson, producer Mark Hoke. We keep things rolling. Hour number two, SportsX Radio. Coming right up right after these words, live from Vegas.
Welcome back from halftime. It's just after 7 o'clock in the big city. Time to continue America's favorite Las Vegas sports show. Sports X Radio with Ken Thompson. <laughs> yeah. What up? Party's going on. Duh. Going to a party. Sports X Radio with Ken Thompson is brought to you by Hannah Shea Boyle and Rappaputi. Trial lawyers that get results. Steiner's Pub, a true Nevada-style pub. Preventative Diagnostic Center. Rob Ritchie, Farmers Insurance. So get ready, because Sports X Radio with Ken Thompson starts now. Now. All right, KT back, PSBR Law Studios, hour number two. Paying attention to uh, some big marquee games, college basketball. Duke was able to get past Sparty, get a win and a cover. Uh, Kansas, Kentucky going now. Kansas up 16-14 midway through the first half. And I'm interested to see if Fran McCaffrey's Iowa Hawkeyes have a prayer against uh, Creighton in Omaha. That is a good Creighton team. They are picked to come third in the Big East right behind UConn and Marquette. And I think all three of those teams are going to be dynamite. Uh, UConn, no problem tonight. But they did not cover. They were playing Mississippi Valley State. And the line on that game was 45-and-a-half. UConn. Favored. Oh, my God. Yep, against Mississippi Valley State, <laughs> alma mater of? Jerry Rice. There you go. All right, so 87-53 the final. They win it by 34. And that's what I said. I predicted that they'd win between 35 and 40. But did I play it? I did not. So I got nobody to blame but myself. I did call it prior to the game, but not good enough. Somehow I was uh, fearing that if I did play it, it would be 62 to 12 at halftime. <laughs> you know, just one of those games. All right, here's what we have on the uh, college hardwood games that are going right now on the uh, big board. I've got, uh, let's see, because I'm going to move on up. Still some games going. Okay, some are going final. Texas A&M taking out SMU, 67-56, to go in the second half. A&M, the Aggies going off five-and-a-half-point favorites, up by 11 now with 218. So it looks like Buzz Williams will get a win and a cover there. Vandy has knocked off UNC Greensboro. So a win and a cover. And that was a pick game because Vandy, remember, they uh, lost their opener at home as huge favorites. I can't even remember. It was uh, a while ago, but. Uh, Jerry Jerry Stackhouse, of course, coaching the Commodores. Uh, Illinois, Chicago, and Loyola, Chicago. Loyola, Chicago, the Ramblers at home, 11.5-point favorites. Losing right now to the Flames by 5, 66-61, and only 45 seconds left. Oh, Sister Jean in trouble in this one. Keep an eye there. And Marquette is taking care of business on the road in Champaign against Illinois. It is Marquette 68, the Illini 62. 2.30 left in regulation. The Illini closing as a one-and-a-half point favorite at home. And I wanted to take Marquette, but this was one of those games you got to scout and see, are they good enough in a tough environment? Go to the Big Ten, out of the Big East. Marquette, the boys from Milwaukee, taking care of business right now, up by six, now a minute 30 left in regulation. Uh, Western Kentucky and Murray State in a good one. Uh, Hilltoppers lead it with 50 seconds, 5-0. 50 seconds left, 80-77. to 77. At Murray State, Murray State closing. The Racers, a one-and-a-half-point home favorite. Keep an eye on that one. It's down to the nitty-gritty. Colorado, no problem with Wisconsin-Milwaukee, 55-36 in Boulder. Second half just underway. Tad Boyle's got a pretty solid squad. Utah State getting more than they bargained for with Old Southern Utah coming to call into Logan. Right now, the Aggies only up one. They're 15-and-a-half-point favorites 
and it is 46-45, Utah State at the half. DePaul up 11 on the Coyotes of South Dakota at intermission, 36-25, eight-and-a-half-point favorites, DePaul at home. Stanford, the Cardinal, leads Santa Clara. Second half just underway from Maples Pavilion over there in Palo Alto, 46-44, Cardinal. Kansas, Kentucky, as I told you, underway, 18-17, Kansas, midway through that first half. And San Diego State and Long Beach State just tipping it off there in San Diego tied at two out of the gate four games yet to go on the big board umkc the kangaroos they're taking on baylor in waco right now scott drew's guys minus 25 142 and a half your total oregon state wayne tinkle of course coached there for a long time the beeves at home in corvallis minus two and a half 136 and a half against appalachian state iowa and creighton still sitting steady at 12 there are some 12 and a halves popping up so creighton getting a little more money totals 167 and uc irvine my nephew going there, uh, the third of four kids there, Zach's kids, uh, Hendricks. Hendricks, Halen, Michael Rhodes, Wild. He's going to UC Irvine. He's an anteater, and they're taking on Southern Cal at the Galen Center. USC minus 12.5, 149.5. That game will tip at 8 o'clock as we're getting off the air. A uh, bunch of games on the add-on board as well, and uh, all of those games are in action the last Loyola Marymount at Gersten Pavilion there in Westchester just tipped off against Jackson State. Old Walter Payton's alma mater. Keeping an eye on a bunch of these games across the big board and the smaller board, the extra games on the ice. Pittsburgh skates past Columbus on the road 5-3, to three, the final there. Uh, Pittsburgh going off a minus 196.5 your total, so the game gets over that total. Boston takes out Buffalo 5-2 on the road. Bruins got two goals in the first four minutes, never looked back on that one. Total was six. Game also getting over, hitting the magic number of seven. Calgary, a 2-1 win at Montreal. They were minus 160. The Flames, they get the win. You laid the puck and a half. Couldn't get it covered that way. Game stays well under. that six and a half, finishing with just three goals. And like I said, just three goals in the Golden Knights game. And the Golden Knights didn't get any of them. Can you believe that? Uh, Washington with the shutout, 3-0 over VGK. VGK closing at a minus 155 at the Superbook. Right now, St. Louis under the arch. 12.45 away from a regular regulation win against Tampa Bay, leading the Lightning 3-0. Anaheim and Nashville. Predators at home, 15.45 to go third period, all tied at two. Winnipeg at home against Jersey, 13.05 left third period, Manitoba. Jets three, Devils two, and 2-1 two to one Dallas, doubling up on the Arizona Coyotes right now. Third period, four and a half minutes in, in Big D, Dallas two. Arizona won one game yet to go from the Shark Tank. Florida, the Panthers, minus 290. Total of six and a half, slightly shaded to the over there, minus 115 if you want to play over. So remember that if you're just new to the show. Anytime we're talking lines and spreads, if we say shaded to the over or shaded to the under, when they're giving you a total, it doesn't matter what the game is. There's going to be a total up on pretty much every game. So for hockey, for example, this San Jose-Florida game, the total is six and a half. So if I say six and a half shaded to the over, that means people are betting the over a little bit more. If they bet it too much on the over, they'll move it to seven goals, right? They'll make it they'll make it higher. But they'll try and give you a plus price if you play the under. So right now, if you played the under six and a half, you would get plus one oh five. So every hundred that you bet, you would get one oh five in return if the game stayed under that six and a half. If it goes over well, you have to lay 115 to win 100 on each uh, 100 that you would bet there as far as for the over. Hopefully not too confusing, but we try to educate you because you are, of course, a lot of you here in the Vegas Valley, and now you have sports betting in 30 states around the country. So we'll try and educate you the best we can and uh, let you know 
uh, little betting terminology that we use here on SportsX Radio. Going back up to uh, the association and just stuck in a couple scores real quick. Uh, Jazz 67-58 over the Blazers. That came at halftime. And I did tell you the Pelicans were putting away the Mavs, now up by 20 with 455 left to go. I gave you the finals there. Uh, 28-25, Toledo gets a touchdown and a two-point conversion. Hope, you're still going to be my producer because the 52-and-a-half, the KT played it over, and again, it closed at 51, just went over by a half point because Toledo got that two-point conversion. So 28-25, still 12 minutes and 30 seconds left in the fourth quarter. Bowling Green, Brad Powers, his alma mater, leading the guys from Toledo, uh, the Rockets, 28-25. And they've gone to overtime with Akron and Eastern Michigan. First overtime, tied at 17, is a final. Northern Illinois, 24, Western Michigan, nothing. Great call by Brad Powers. He sent that one out today on Brad Powers Sports. Brad will be with me in studio on Thursday. Tomorrow night, I will be back at Steiner's, and it'll be Mark Lawrence, hour number one, 625 up to 7 o'clock. And then hour number two, more of Andy Isco, because Arthur DeCesar is probably going to uh, join us on the Friday football fiasco. He's buried over there at the Westgate Superbook in risk management. So much going on. Uh, So he will try and pop on Friday, and that'll open the whole second hour up for Andy Isco. What? I know. You kidding me? Are you kidding me, Isco? He could do the two hours himself, and he's pretty good at some of those impressions. Like, he could do some of those Mel Blanc Bugs Bunny voices. So, I mean, literally, you can just leave Isco in studio two hours. If he knew how to work that production board, he'd be on air for like 12 hours straight without a breath. Ken, you've lost your mind. (laughs) I have. It's crazy, Ken. It's crazy talk. It is. But I'm thinking of of having Isco come in and you train him on the board. Nope. No. Just, just. No. No. Just just a little bit. No. All right. No. All right, the original I hope my boss AI. Heard that too. Well, we'll get more of the original. <laughs> the original AI will join us tomorrow, uh, hour number two. Look forward to that. Steiner's Pub. I'll be there, seventeen fifty North Buffalo. Eastern Michigan did get a touchdown in that first overtime, twenty four seventeen. If Akron can't answer, that game will be over. Keeping an eye there for you, just in case you have a little coin on it, or as uh, Brad Powers will say, a little pizza money on the game. You never know. Cheese. Let me go back to the uh, cabbage. College basketball started off this 68-53. UC Davis beats North Dakota State. Minus four and a half. They win by 15. Total 150. Why are you State. laughing? Because well, that's, that's the Do game you... at the top of the rotation right there. You know, 601, 602. I can't help it. You're alma mater. They hey, got pummeled. Cons- well, considering they lost their best player to transfer, Grant Nelson was a guy that was the NBA was looking at, and he bailed out to uh, – Alabama in the transfer portal. Now, why would, and he, I, I why would he leave? It's such a great place. But, well, be, can you blame the guy? I, I mean, know. this guy this guy is probably going to get drafted. You know, he's. I mean, the USA Olympic team has has been scouting him. Is so, another, you, don't tell me he's another Trey Lance. It's going to excite us, and we're going to think he's going to be something, he's, and he's not. He's legit. Okay, he's legit. So, I can I blame him for leaving NDSU? No, I I, I can't. Well, you can, but you're it hurt. But no, I can't. I can't. All right, here's uh, your other finals. Moorhead State, that's uh, Mark Sherezi's favorite team. Good pal, back east, Mark Sherezi always says, when in doubt, go Moorhead. Moorhead State, 4.5 over Mercer, 132.5, 74-66, the final there. Providence, 72-59 at home, and they were one-point underdogs to Wisconsin. 
This Wisconsin team is overrated, to say the least. Tennessee went into Madison at the Kohl Center and beat them by 10. I was wondering, God, does Cooley not have a team there for Providence? I, I know he's picked to come seventh in the Big East, but that's still a darn good conference. And Wisconsin, they were down 20. They lose by 13, 72-59. Providence gets the win. Game stays under the total. Tennessee pulls away from Wofford but doesn't cover in Knoxville. They were laying 31. They win by 21, 82-61. Game does get over the 140, 143 is what it hit. 100-57, Florida Atlantic, the Owls. Final four material last year, 100-57. to They beat up on Eastern Michigan. Total was 150.5, so the game gets over. Real good one with uh, Toledo and Wright State. Toledo, 78-77. They get the one-point win as two-and-a-half-point dogs. 168.5, your total, so the game still stays under. Hits 165. Duke, as we told you, beat Michigan State wire-to-wire, 74-65. Every time Sparty would get within four, Duke would step on him and push him back down six or eight, and they end up winning it by nine, 74-65. Total 143.5 game stays under. 96-57 Indiana State. The Sycamores at home in Terre Haute beat up on IUPUI by 39 big ones. They were minus 17.5, and and the game does get over that 150 as it hits 153. 70-57 West Virginia, a win over Jacksonville State, beat the Gamecocks by 13. They were Seven-point favorite, so a nice win there for West Virginia. And a lot of money came in on Jacksonville State, so it went the wrong way. Total was 136 games, stays under. Virginia, 80-51, to 51, no problem with NCA&T. But if you took the 31, you cover by a bucket because they only lost by 29, 80-51, in a game that does stay under by a point and a half as well. Harvard, 80-56, to 56, Tommy Emmaker's boys taking out a team – Close by, Chestnut Hill, Northeastern beat the Huskies by 24. They were only four-point favorites, 135-and-a-half. Northeastern basketball, what has happened to that program over there? They have really slumped on hard times. Bowling Green gets blasted at Oakland. Golden Grizzlies up there in Michigan beat them up by 19, 81-62 the final. Grizz minus two-and-a-half, 147-year total game stays under. George Washington gets the best of Hofstra. They were just one-point favorites. The Colonials were at home, and they beat the Pride 71-60 the final there. How about the total 161 and a half game only hits 131. Meanwhile, Temple edges Drexel 66-64. They were three-point dogs, the Owls, and they win it by two. 70-69, Mississippi. 23-and-a-half point favorites in Oxford. They only beat Detroit by a point. 70-69 game stays under. Oklahoma, no problem with Texas State. They were 17-point favorites as soon as where they won by 39, 93-54 in a game that gets up and over the total. Northwestern 63-59 beat Western Michigan. They were favored in Evanston by 23. They only won by four. Game stays under the total. It's a final now. A&M did beat SMU by 13, 79-66. Game gets over the 142.5. Easy cover for A&M. Alabama, you were just talking about them, 102-46. They beat South Alabama. My goodness, the boys must have left half their team in Mobile as they lose by, what is that, 56 big ones. They were Alabama's minus 20-and-a-half. Game does stay under the total. Uh, 72-67, Illinois-Chicago, 11 seconds away from winning that game against Loyola-Chicago, up five. Again, 11-and-a-half point favorites. Good money line there on the Flames. Marquette, it is a final. They did win in Champaign, 71-64 against Illinois as one-and-a-half point dogs. And a nice effort there by Marquette. 148.5, your total game stays under. Valpo, Valparaiso, 64-59, beat Wisconsin Green Bay. A win and a cover of the three as they win it by five in a game that stays well under the total. TCU, no problem. Crush Rio, UT Rio Grande Valley, 88-55. They were minus 29. They still cover, win it by 33. 
uh, and that game also staying under the total. Colorado State, no problem with the boys from Greeley. Beat up on Northern Colorado, 83-64, minus 11.5. Medved's team get the win by 19, 155.5 your total. Western Kentucky did beat Murray State by 5, 86-81. Game sales over the total. Bradley, no problem with Tarleton State. They were minus 10 in Peoria, and the Braves win at 86-63. Meanwhile, Colorado over Wisconsin-Milwaukee now by 27 with 14-19 to go. Utah State now up 8 on Southern Utah, 17 minutes to go there in Logan. Uh, DePaul up 11 on South Dakota, 15-31 to go. And uh, Kentucky now has battled back. They were down 8 early. They lead Kansas 36-30, 4.56 to go. That game in Chicago, I believe. Uh, second part of a doubleheader, if I'm not mistaken. I'll, I'll just have to check that and make sure. I think that was part of that doubleheader there with Sparty uh, in that first game with Duke and then Kentucky-Kansas. Uh, 14 to 8 out of the gate. San Diego State leads Long Beach State. Baylor up early on UMKC. Oregon State up five early on Appalachian State and tied at nine. Iowa and Creighton. I'm going to switch to that game. Only two and a half minutes in, and it's nine to nine. 17 15 to go. I looked at that total. It was high, 167, but I'm like, Fran's guys will run. McDermott's guys will run. As long as they can consistently put it, put in some threes, I think that game had a. I, I was thinking, I'm going, that game could hit 180. I mean, because both these teams will score in the 80s, but I don't know yet if Iowa, if their inside presence will be able to hang with Creighton. Creighton's loaded all the way around. Iowa's got some shooters. they got Perkins back at point, and uh, Patrick McCaffrey's still on that squad. And that kid, Peyton Sanford, talked about him. Him and his, his brother's actually on the team now, too, as a freshman. But Peyton Sanford, that kid can shoot from long range. So uh, we will see how all that plays out. Talked about the Q's 79-75. They beat Colgate at home after trailing by 24 big ones. They come back and win it. Uh, let me see. Georgia Tech, four-and-a-half-point home favorites against US Lo- UMass Lowell. And UMass Lowell beat them by three. 74-71, the final in that one. Cal State Northridge right now beating Chicago State in a pick game, 67-60. A minute 35 to go. The Matador is looking to get a road win. And uh, that is pretty much it on the ice. We'll keep an eye on the games that are rolling. Winnipeg now up 4-2 to two on Jersey with 9-10 to go in that third period. Still tied at 2. Anaheim and Nashville, 2-2, 9-15 to go third period. 3 nothing St. Louis shutting out Tampa Bay, just 6-30 left in regulation. And still 2-1 to one, Dallas leads the Arizona Coyotes with 9-35 to go in regulation. Again, Florida-San Jose, they're going to drop the puck in a little bit. Florida minus 290 total, 6.5. And, a half. and uh, that is a look at what's going on. When we come back, we're going to get you caught up on the lines for college football and also the NFL, and we're going to talk about some of those games because my producer, Mark Hoke, he's got a big game with those Eagles playing the Kansas City Chiefs. Going to get his take on that, and Mark and I, we're going to go through those games and uh, make our picks now because sometimes we get to the Friday football fiasco and we don't have time to get them in, so we're going to make sure we get them done. I'll uh, go down and we'll mark them. Chicago Bill will mark them for me. So he'll, KT, you were five and nine. Mark was nine and five. Thanks, Chicago Bill. I really don't need that kind of like, you know, uh, you know, follow along and, and, and take notes. Nobody's asking you to take notes, but Chicago Bill does. And when KT loses to Mark Hoke, he'll stop by Steiner. Hey, KT, I got the list for you. Great. I don't need to see it because I know if you stopped by and you went out of your way to make sure you have the list, I know it's not good for KT. So, but I'll look forward to seeing Chicago Bill tomorrow night. At Steiner's. You join me as well. First two up at the table. Get a free appetizer. 1750 North Buffalo. It is right there in the Albertson Shopping Center. I will be there by 430 tomorrow. Get all set up. So uh, I'll see you there. One of three Steiner's locations in the Vegas Valley. 24 hours. Got to be 21 and older. And those places are dynamite. 15 years there at that Steiner's location. 
KT 101.5 FM SportsX Radio. Producer Marco coming right back. You're listening to SportsX Radio live from Vegas. Tyler coming back, holding out for a hero. You're holding out for Mark Hoke too late. He's already been taken. He doesn't know it yet, but he's been taken. Huh? <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, I had an auction. Did something happen at a party? I didn't I ha- know about I, ha- I had an auction over the weekend, Hoaxer. I didn't know meth. Yes, no, but she will be here to pick she will be here to pick you up on Wednesday. I'll I might have Steiners. A, I might have, a, have an objection about that. Kid. Well, doesn't much matter. She won the raffle Not fair me. and square. I did a 50-50 raffle, and you were the prize. Wow. Yeah. How much did you get? Two bucks? Uh, I got a dollar fifty. Hey, all right. See, again, you overestimated I was hoping yourself. For, you I overestimated was hoping, yourself. Hey, I'll, I'll give you $2 so we can make it tree fitty, right? <laughs> $2. Tree fitty. I want my $2. Tree fitty. The old Better Off Dead. Great movie. And a little South Park there for you. Too. <laughs> there you go. All right. Uh, 1815, Iowa. Mm. Plus 12, man. Come on, Fran. Let's go. Uh, 38-34, Kentucky. Uh, now 39-34, Kentucky over Kansas. 2.56 to go first half. So watching those two games, uh, when I get out of here, though, going to go focus in on Iowa. I'll have Fran McCaffrey on the show. Maybe uh, maybe get Fran on tomorrow. Uh, I I don't know. Can't cut into Isco's time. Well, you I can, already promised him an hour. Well, here's the thing. You can ask Fran about those uh, 4-0 Penn State Nittany Lions who just smashed St. Francis. By 30 points tonight. Hey, St. Francis. Yeah. Of New York or of Pennsylvania? Pennsylvania. There you go. Hey, you don't want to run into St. Francis in New York. Do yeah. You? They're going to be an interesting <laughs> team, though, Ken. I mean, Mike Rhodes came up there from VCU to take over after the you know, last coach bolded for Notre Dame. And they had a bunch of guys transfer in to replace the three guys that went to the NBA. So, man, they're they're going to be an intriguing team. And they got a tournament. This is going to be a fun tournament, too. They, they play Texas A&M. The other side of the bracket is uh, Florida Atlantic and Butler. There you go. That's going to be a now, Butler's. That's going to be fun. Butler's the old, or, or Florida Atlantic's the new Butler. Yeah, I'll, I'll say. I mean, Butler the that kind of wore off the last several years. That team has not been good. Yeah, not, not even really competitive in the Big East, but they're still there. Is a final in Double OT Eastern Michigan. Beats Akron 30-27, to 27, so they pushed the line of three. It was three everywhere. No three-and-a-halves. It was three, so you push. Total was 39-and-a-half. Easy over there. Hits 57. Bowling Green clinging to a 31-25 lead over Toledo. 5.55 to go in that fourth quarter. And again, Northern Illinois shut out Western Michigan 24 nothing. Those are your three MAC football games over your Fat Tuesday. Tomorrow in college football, I'll have three more MAC games, so let me uh, give you those lines real quick. Uh, actually, it's only two. Only two of the games. That's right, because one of those uh, MAC games is Saturday. Kent State's game is Saturday. Uh, Buffalo's at Miami of Ohio. Red Hawks of Miami of Ohio at home minus eight and a half total. Thirty nine and a half. Another low total there. And then Ohio U. Bobcats at home in Athens, Ohio minus eleven. Forty six and a half against Central Michigan's Chippewas. So that's a high total as well. And Ohio U. Pretty good defense, but Central Michigan can score points. So. Uh, not looking at anything there. By the way, Arizona's Coyotes down two to one to the Dallas Stars have put up a two spot 
in short fashion. 3-2, to two, Arizona leads 3.55 to go in regulation. Still 5-3 now, Winnipeg leading the Devils 4-10 to go in regulation, and the Blues have added a goal, so they're shutting out Tampa Bay 4-0. Only 2.30 left in the third period. St. Louis going to win that one. Still 2-2, Anaheim, Nashville, 4.45 left in regulation. Let's move on down. Uh, we've got NFL, and I'm looking forward to uh, finally getting the best of Mr. Hoke on this one. I did get him that second week when he struggled to win a game. That was... You know, KT's good one, but but the Hulksters beat me two out of the three weeks we've gone head to head. Yeah, you never told me that what happened that third week. You won. Yeah, but what the are, Chicago how? Bills? You said you were nine and five. five. Okay. Yeah, uh, I think uh, somebody else did it with us. Rob Rishi or somebody who? Was? Yeah, Rob was. In Rob, I, yeah. I think Rob was seven and seven, and then KT was five and nine. Again, you beat me by four full games. Well, yeah, we're not going to have any more of that. It's well, over. You, well, it's you over. better not count on that one in twelve that week was awesome. ever happening that, again. That was awesome. <laughs> you come on, that that week was such a Remember disaster. That? You were zero and ten, and you know who and saved me? The Eagles. On That's Sunday right, night baby. football. That's All right, right. So you're going to hope more of the same. All right, so really good game on Thursday. And here's the thing: I thought this was like your easiest, not easiest, but a nice fat little. Just both teams had to win at home. AFC North, the Ravens and the Bengals. They both got off to – Bengals scored on their first drive. Ravens were up 17 nothing. I'm like, oh, man, that eh, should be a walk in the park. And both end up losing. And really the shocking one was that Cleveland came all the way back with Deshaun Watson and uh, beat Baltimore. But, you know, Ravens kind of took their foot off the gas. All right, so Bengals-Ravens Thursday night football. Ravens minus four, 46. Where are you going, Hope? The Bengals. You're going with the Bengals? Heck, yeah. I'm, I'm go, not. I'm not. You know, I'm going to go with Baltimore then. Yeah, they. That was just a rotten start by Cincy, but they need this game, and I, no. I think they will respond. All right, so I'll take Baltimore. Two games in a row at home. Very rarely will John Harbaugh ever drop two in a row at home. Now you still got to cover the four though. Steelers somehow six and three at the Browns. So the two victor uh, two of the teams that were victorious last week out of the AFC North. Uh, going head to head, Pittsburgh six and three. The Browns six and three. Browns minus four at home. Thirty six your total. Ooh. Can I take the under? And if the under is seven, I'll still take it. I know, right? <laughs> I don't know that that this smells like a field goal game to me. But uh you know what? I'm going to take Cleveland. Going to take Cleveland. I'm, yeah. So you're going with Doctor Britt Baker will not be happy with me when I see her this I weekend. I can't, you know. She won't. She might slam my head into the ground. Gosh, I just don't. Not a fan. I know this is a. That's a bad line. That's a tough line. That right is there. a tough line. That's a well, well put line. Four. I mean, I, I. I'll go with you. I'll go with Cleveland. Oh, I know. I, I. I just Pittsburgh's offense is so anemic. It's. It's tough to. Although I do like uh, the running back. Yeah, don't outthink the room here, Ken. I know. All right, Cardinals and Texans. Kyler Murray back. Texans minus four, 47 and a half. C.J. Stroud, by the way, did you see the bet? <laughs> Brady. Tom Brady was uh, talking to C.J. Stroud, of course, Ohio State quarterback. Mm-hmm. So they have the bet. Brady will give up one of his seven Super Bowl rings to C.J. Stroud if Ohio State beats Michigan. Ooh. However, Ooh. however, yeah, if Michigan wins, uh-huh. Brady gets the rest of his NFL longevity. That includes his his age, 
his uh, mobility. There were all these things oh. that Brady listed. Oh, so just so like, <laughs> like, like, he's so, still trying to come back. He won't it, let it unbelievable. go. Unbelievable. Yeah, it was just fun though. Had a little fun oh, with it. Oh my though. god! And uh, that'll be fun down the line. They both have one more game prior to. But uh, tell you what, Michigan's at home. Uh, Ohio State. They better. They better do some. I. I don't know. I mean, like right now, I got to see what happens at Maryland. Because Michigan's at Maryland, and I know you guys buried him, so I would think they're going to do the same. Yeah, I would think so. Not a problem. Well, the line went from 20 to 19, so I'll just let you know there's been a little bit of movement yeah, on Maryland. Maryland, yeah, in trouble. All right, Cardinals and Texans. Texans minus four, 47 and a half. Where are you going? Yeah, I'm taking the Texans. All right. All right, so we'll both uh... – yeah, we'll both be on Houston there. Okay. Uh, Kyler Murray, I like him, but – just not enough offensive weapons. Chargers minus three at the Packers. Chargers find themselves four and five after the tough loss at home to Detroit. No, they'll be five and five after that's over. Take the Chargers. Okay, you're going Chargers. KT is going to go with the Pack. Oh, yeah, that's yep. that's for your wife, isn't it? Uh, you know, great. I can't wait for you to I'm take another going, L. For I was your going wife. with Christian Watson, the North Dakota State guy. Yeah, well, he's saddled with a, a team. That's the problem. Giants and the Commanders. Commanders minus 10, 37 year total. 10. In that game. Oh boy, the Giants just stink on ice. Um, oh, When's the last time uh, Washington was laying 10 to see, anybody? See, you know, the thing is, is that Washington, because they gave up Chase Young, they've got no pass rush. And, uh, and, and Fred sweat. Wesley trade and yeah, sweat. Yeah. They got no pass rush. Ah, uh, But the Giants are just horrendous. Oh, jeez. You know, it's too many points. Take Giants. I know. (laughs) Uh, Uh, I would just want to claw my eye out. Yeah, that that is ugly. Do it. I'll go with Washington. Yeah, I knew you were going to do that. Because they have the, uh, by the way, any Washington football fans, they do have the uh, fan club over there at 1750 North Buffalo at that Steiner's location. In fact, Mark, Mark Rippon was just out there. I've had Joe Theismann come out there. Uh, you know, Mike does a good, Mike Lawton does a great job. He's the general manager there and he's got that fan club and they are there. I mean, and they all wear their jerseys and cry. I mean, they cry. They've, they've, they've gotten some wins. They play you guys tough. They always play the Eagles tough. Well, it's the way it goes, but you know, doesn't tough doesn't matter. Right, right. Uh, Titans at Jags, Jags minus six and a half, 40, the total. I got to take Jacksonville. I, this Tennessee team is not good. Yeah. I'm I'm with you on that, Ken. Boy, we're going to. We're not going to deviate much no, here. No, we are. We are. Bears at Lions. Lions minus nine and a half. Losing, using the Westgate Superbook, I'm going to take Detroit. Yeah, I got. I got. I have to, too, as well. They're, the Bears suck. All right. Uh, Dolphins minus 12 against the Raiders. Oh, my God. KT, I'm going to believe I'm going to do this. I'm going to take the Raiders. They're not 12, winning the game. 12 is they're, a lot of they're points. They're not winning the game, but that's too many 12 points. 12 is a lot of points. But here's the thing. Miami's off the bye. I think Miami's. I, I think Miami wins each half by a touchdown and uh-huh. wins by 14. Look, I, I hope I'm wrong. Like, if there, there's always games you hope you're wrong. I hope I beat you by, by the way, game. it's that Thursday one. Thursday night when Powers is here, Hondo Carpenter, who covers the Raiders for Sports Illustrated, will join us Oh, nice. at 7.05. So uh, he'll be in Miami, and we'll get the breakdown. Again, you know, Josh Jacobs, if he runs it well. But Miami's off a bye, and 
that offense compared to what the Raiders just played. They just played the Giants and the Jets, two of the worst offenses in football. And now you're going to go against Tua. And Waddle's healthy now. So you have Waddle and Tyree Kill. I just don't know, secondary-wise, who the hell's going to try and cover Tyree Kill. I think they'll get a good pass rush on him, though. I, you know, I just... I, the, 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 there, you, you, got, you got the biggest obstacle out of your way. But, but getting here's, rid of here's the, here's the thing and with Tua. I, I just, I just here's think the they're thing gonna... with Tua, though. What is he going to do? He's going to stay away from Max Crosby. He will roll out and get outside the tackle box. Same thing Mahomes does. They know where Max Crosby is. The good teams know where try. he's at. You know? But Miami Max has is not Miami has not done well against team teams with winning records. And I know That's the true. Raiders are right on the brink there. Right. But I'm hoping I'm wrong. I, I hope the Raiders win the game. I mean it would I just, if they win one of their next two. They have a shot to make the playoffs because even if they're six and six after the first twelve, remember they have Kansas City here at Allegiant Stadium after the Miami game. So these two games are vital for them to win at least one because they go on the bye after these next two games. And if you go five and seven, you're done. But yeah, if you're you six and six, you got five games left. You got a shot, slightly, right? Uh, so you're telling me there's a chance, right? So you, I, I'll, I'll lay the twelve with Miami. And, All right, you do and, that and again. I'm hoping I'm wrong. Bail on your team. No, hey, look. Ah, it's okay, I, I, Ken. Let's move no, on. No, you got to be real. You got to be a realist. <laughs> I know. Look, uh, I am. Again, I think. I think they. I think they may be able to hang. But if Miami wasn't coming off a bye, I'd give them an opportunity. But Miami is like saying, you know what? This is a chance for us to get right back in the thick of things for that number two seed in the AFC. Cowboys, Panthers. Cowboys oh. minus ten and a half <laughs> at Carolina. They can make it thirty and a half. I'd still take the Cowboys. Because I, I really think you're a closet cowboy fan. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. That was good. All right, I'll take Dallas as well. Buccaneers at Niners. Niners minus 11 and a half. I'll lay it. Who At home. Boy, that's, yeah. Oh. You know, t- yeah, I'm, I'm going to, oh, I'm going to reluctantly take the Niners. But if, if Tampa gets this, I'm going to be mad at myself. They had, uh. Again, a, a big special down there in uh, the Tampa area on corn on the cob because there were so many. Like uh, the crop was just through the roof. Okay. You know how much it was? How much? Buccaneer. Yeah. Are you done? All right. Uh, Seahawks and the Rams. <laughs> <laughs> Seahawks and the Rams. Seahawks minus one at Rams. Yeah. Stafford could play. Yeah, but well, you know, but if, if Carson comes in, it's game over. But I'll, I'll take the Seahawks. All right, well, wait, 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 wait a minute. What? Hold on a second. I just realized something. I what? bet on the sea chickens. What happened the last time I bet on the sea chickens? Bad. No, I'm taking the Rams. All right, I'll, I can't I'll do take, it. I'll take Seattle. You take Seattle, I'll and take. I'm just going to stand by my morals. Jets on that one. at the Bills. Bills minus seven. Um, I don't know if I could ever lay seven with the Bills after watching that team oh, last night. But they did change offensive coordinators. Uh you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna take the Jets. Uh, I think they'll keep it within a touchdown. All right, I'll take the Bills just to Listen, look at you, just to sandbag a little, and then you Vi- are sandbagging Vikings, Broncos Sunday Night Football in Denver. Vikings have won five in a row and covered five in a row. And what's the spread? I just gave it to you. Broncos minus two forty three. Two. Um, I take Vikes. You're gonna go with six in a row, Vikes. Yeah. I'm going to take Denver. I think Sean Payton wow. has him believing. And then Monday night football. See the Monday night game. Oh, Eagles we know and that Chiefs. 
Oh, there's going to be a party in this house. The chefs. Chefs minus two and a half, 45 and a half. KT will take KC. Yeah, and you know where I'm going. You don't even have to say. You betcha. But you also know Andy Reid off a bye. The best in football. I don't care. I'm just saying. Do you think I care about Andy Reid? I'm just saying. The best in football. You know it. You're a disgruntled Randy Reid hater. You're a hater now. I am a hater. (laughs) I am a hater. But you would have felt sorry for him if you won the Super Bowl last year, right? No. To heck with that guy. That was a terrible call at the end. Look, and I, I know that. Well, it's not that. It's not that, Ken. When you lose four conferences, the, the, the one that sticks, still sticks in my craw is losing that one to Tampa. Should never lost that game. Never. And then go and play the junky, bad Raider team that somehow by a miracle, got to that Super Bowl. Eagles would have won that Super Bowl by three touchdowns. I'm mad about that one. No, you should be. It was pathetic. I hope you take it with you. I might. You know, and then you lose to the Rams. They lost to the Cardinals. And who was the other, the other one, the team that they lost to? There was another. Did they lose to the Saints in the championship game? I can't remember. I got to look. All right. Well, real quick, let's go. Uh, wow. It looks like you had a uh, brawl. Go down with uh, Draymond Green and Rudy Gobert. Oh, wow! Uh, see if we can get uh, maybe Hoster. Maybe maybe you can get a little, uh, little bit of detail on that real quick. So reviewing the Hoster has Cincinnati. KT's got Baltimore. Then we both have Cleveland. We both have Houston. Hoster has Chargers. KT's got Green Bay. Remember using the spread. Westgate Superbook. Hoster's got Giants. KT's got Washington. We both have Jacksonville. Both have Detroit. The Hoekster taking the Raiders. KT going to take Miami. Both have Dallas. Both have the Niners. Hoekster taking the Rams. KT Seattle. Hoekster taking the Jets. KT the Bills. Hoekster taking the Vikes. KC. KT taking Denver. And Hoekster taking Philly. KT taking Kansas City. So the last, the last four were different. So four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight different ones. I think I might want to change pick. So what, what? What do you want to change? Go I got to get off the Giants. I was thinking about. It. I can't do it. They're so right. bad. I'm gonna. I'm right. gonna. I'm, I'm gonna, gonna give get... you a chance to even out on that. You want you? you yeah, I don't. What? No, Minus I can't. I can't. Now. I can't take the Giants. What am I thinking? All right. You you know the Giants will cover now for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Sure. It's, it's gonna and be. You're gonna lose it's by gonna one be, game. It's gonna be all on me. <laughs> it's it. All right. Well, good stuff, Hoekster. We got those in there, and uh, we'll come back. I'm gonna run down the college football lines on uh, at least some of the big games. Get you caught up on the scores and keep things rolling. SportsX Radio on a Fat Tuesday. Remember, tomorrow night, live at Steiner's Pub, Mark Lawrence will join me. Hour number one, Andy Isco. In hour number two, Thursday, Brad Powers is with me, all the college football and the NFL. And then the Friday football fiasco. By the way, John Cole, BCCS Sports, he was so crushed. He tried. I literally got a call from him or a text. I'm sorry. It was about 2.30 in the morning, East Coast time. He found my number like through his computer. He had to go online to get his – he didn't get a new phone. They found his phone, and he realized it was there at a place that was closed, so he had no way to get in touch with anybody. He was. I was just hoping that's all it was, was a lost phone. So he's okay, but he'll be back on uh, BCCS Sports doing a great job, kicking it uh, big time, especially in the hockey and the NFL. They are doing an outstanding job. So he will be with me. It'll be Megalox first, then John Cole, BCCS Sports, and then Sisau, who actually went 4-0. and Sisau on the show, I want to say, is 27-13. and I mean, that'll make you some money, man, right there. 
We are live from Vegas, 101.5 FM, Dawn streaming live on the Odyssey app. Got about seven, eight minutes. We'll wrap things up. Final segment, SportsX Radio. Keep it right here. Live from Vegas. Coming right back. a great version. Walter Murphy, a little fifth of Beethoven, bringing us back. Final segment, SportsX Radio. Iowa hanging right there in Omaha, first half there with Creighton. Only down one, 34-33. Fran's got the guys ready. I was texting with Fran McCaffrey earlier today. Uh, KT and producer Mark Hoke finishing up a Fat Tuesday tomorrow night, again live at Steiner's Pub. Uh, Pelicans did beat the Mavs 131-110. Jazz clinging to a four-point lead now at home early fourth quarter over the Blazers, 97-93. Nuggets by five over the Clips, 526 to go. First half, Mile High City, 44-39. Warriors by one. Did you find out anything on that uh, potential uh, fisticuffs there, Mark? No, I did not, but I'll I'll take another look. Okay, just to see. With Draymond Green, it could be serious, you know, with uh, – Draymond, you know, Steph's not on the court, so Draymond's got to get the attention. Uh, Lakers, 15-9 out of the gate over the Grizz, 7-15 to go in the first half there. Uh, let me cruise on down. Second half, about to get underway. Kentucky leading Kansas, 48-41. Kentucky by seven. Kansas a seven-point favorite in the game. The game on an overpace right now of 148. And again, uh, 34-33. Creighton leads Iowa, 3:55 to go first half from Omaha. Uh, Blue Jays closing as a 12-point home favorite 167 the total in that one so uh we'll keep an eye Ooh. on those games what it was a good donny brook yeah yeah they got tangled up in midcourt and uh yikes and he uh two minutes into the thrown? game oh there's all sorts of stuff getting thrown around that I, I was waiting for bobby knight to come back to life and throw a chair on that one there you go yeah uh early in the first quarter thompson mcdaniels got tied up uh fighting for a rebound and then he crossed half court uh, got heated. McDaniels tore Thompson's jersey and Gobert tried to rip Thompson away from McDaniels. Green flying in from the outside of, of the course. scrum, but got Gobert in a headlock and dragged him away. <laughs> dragged him away. And that's the last we ever saw of the seven foot four oh, Rudy Gobert. Good game. Uh, Winnipeg beat Jersey 6 3. How about Arizona put up two goals to go up 3 to 2 with five minutes left? Dallas countered with two goals to win it 4 to 3 against Arizona at home. So the Stars come back at the W. Anaheim won that game in overtime against Nashville, 3-2 to two on the road. Again, the Ducks continue to play solid hockey on the road. Tough night for VGK. Vegas goes down 3 nothing at Washington. And uh, a look at some of the scores as we wrap things up. Uh, let me go down as far as the uh, college football. Looking forward to, again, a big weekend. And there's several really good games and We'll be uh, dialed in on a lot of these games on Thursday night. Brad Powers will be with me. Let me uh, bring up the college football here. I've got a, and while just a couple of While you're back. doing that, last weekend for the FCS teams and some big games coming up down there, too, as they what get ready got? for the playoffs. Yeah, NDSU's got Northern Iowa. Um, they're, Northern Iowa's fighting for a playoff spot. I think the Sioux are playing. I can't say the Sioux. I'm sorry. The uh, North Dakota is playing Youngstown State. That's going to be for probably for a playoff spot. It's going to get nasty. I mean, there's only very few teams have wrapped up their bids. South Dakota so, State has. 
Unbe- undefeated. Yeah. Good for Jack them. Rabbits. Good for I, them. I think it's going to be, I really do, I think it's going to be South Dakota State and either Montana or Montana State. I might not disagree with you on that. And Furman's going to get overseeded. There's a couple of the teams in there from uh, the new Coastal Conference. It used to be the Colonial. Who do you like They're- in that game, Montana, Montana State? Where's that game at? Is it... Oh, I'd have to look, Ken. I'm sorry, yeah, but that's okay. I I still think Montana State's the better team. Yeah, Montana's I, really played well after an early loss. Yeah, but this is it'll be interesting because if you don't know how that bracket works, real quick, it's 24 teams, so the top eight are going to get a bye. So like NDSU's sitting nine right now, so they beat Northern Iowa. They'll they'll probably get a they should get a first round bye, but it's well they'll need somebody in the eight ahead of them to lose. Well, that's not necessarily the case. I mean, because of the rankings. Now, the playoff rankings are going to be a different story. But I think if they they get one, they'll be all right. But it's it's it, it, there's there's going to be some high seeds in there, Ken. That you you guys that are betting out there, watch those games. Maybe I'll give you guys a breakdown next week. All right, yeah. Real quick before we get out of here, here are some of the key games: college football Saturday, Georgia minus ten in Knoxville against Tennessee, total fifty eight and a half. Michigan minus nineteen at Maryland, fifty is your total. Louisville minus one at Miami of Florida, 46 and a half. Remember the Cardinal, Cardinals, uh, the Cardinals, Louisville Cardinals, still only that one loss at Pittsburgh. Crazy enough. Uh, move on down. North Carolina's at Clemson. Clemson's at home. Death Valley minus seven. Just want to duck that one in. The Buckeyes at home in Columbus minus 27 and a half against Minnesota. Brad Powers actually gave that out at 28 and a half. And so it did drop down. So. Uh, Brad, again, moving lines, what he does. Kansas State at Kansas, and I don't know the quarterback situation for Kansas, but I don't think it's good. They may be with a third stringer, and that won't be good. Kansas State minus eight in Lawrence, 56.5 your total. Utah and Arizona has flip-flopped now, and the Wildcats in Tucson are the favorites. Minus one against the Utes, 44.5. Yeah, crazy. Uh, Move on down. Washington at Oregon State, huge game. Washington undefeated, 10-0. But they are underdogs at Oregon State. Wow. Beavers, minus 2.5, 63.5. USC, minus 6.5 against UCLA, 65.5. Crazy there. Uh, let me move on down as we're running out of time. UNLV Air Force, Air Force minus 3. Go Rebs, baby. Take care of business. Good luck, guys. Go I'm get I'm telling you, they can do it. All right, that'll do it for us tomorrow night live at Steiner's. Till then, you know the rules. No drinking and driving, no texting and driving. Most of all, God bless our troops. God bless you live from Vegas Sports X Radio, 101.5 FM, Don, streaming live on that Odyssey app. Thanks to Corey Allen. Thanks to Mark Hoke. Thanks to you, the listeners. God bless, folks. Have a great evening. Talk to you tomorrow night. Good night, everybody.